Crossover episode here on the Locked On Podcast Network, a unique crossover experience for you guys, though. We're talking Dallas Cowboys, Washington Commanders, and Tampa Bay Buccaneers. It makes sense. Trust me. Just stick with us right here as we get into this crossover episode on the Locked On Podcast Network. What's up, sports fans, Cowboys fans, Commanders fans, Buccaneers fans? Welcome to this special crossover edition of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm David Harrison, host of Locked On Commanders and Locked On Buccaneers podcast and sitting on either side of me. If you're watching this on YouTube, if you're listening, you're just going to hear their voices here in a minute. But we've got Marcus Moser and Landon McCool at Marcus underscore Moser on Twitter and at McCoolBCB. I am at DHarrison82. They are the hosts of a Locked On Cowboys podcast, again, available on all platforms, free and available on all platforms, and on YouTube as well. We thank you for making all of our shows your first listen or your first view every single day. Gentlemen, let's kick right into it. Uh, the Dallas Cowboys, obviously the Washington Commanders, division rivals, of the Cowboys looking to reclaim their NFC East crown that the Cowboys unrighteously stole from them in 2021 <laughs> and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers for the second year in a row hosting the Dallas Cowboys or hosting playing against the Dallas Cowboys in week one. Let's start off with some general Dallas Cowboys stuff here. Let's go over the losses. Obviously, Amari Cooper is there. You know, Randy Gregory is gone. Two offensive linemen are gone. And Cedric Wilson, who I don't know if a whole lot of people consider him a significant loss, but to me, he kind of seems like he might. Uh, have a significant role in, in what might be a little bit of a downside for the Dallas Cowboys. But where are those losses really sitting as far as uh, the Dallas Cowboys 22, 22 outlook uh, really looks? And Marcus, I'll, I'll go to you with that question. I mean, it's not great. I mean, that's a lot of players to lose in one offseason, right? Uh, no, but the Cowboys, they're hoping with their draft and a whole bunch of young players still in the roster that by the time we get to the end of the season, it doesn't look like big losses. They're hoping that Terrence Steele... Uh, continues to develop at right tackle. They're hoping that CeeDee Lamb becomes the alpha number one receiver. They're hoping that Dante Fowler and Dorrance Armstrong and Sam Williams can replace Randy Gregory's production. But on paper, yeah, this Cowboys team isn't quite as talented as it was at this time last year. Yeah, and that's yeah, – I mean, that's No, go ahead, Lamb. I was going to say, this, Marcus and I uh, you know, have been going back and forth on this, and we disagree a little bit on where they are versus okay. where they were last year. Because, I mean, I think that if you're talking about at this point last year, I think they're a better team simply because a lot of these young players have improved immensely. Now, the losses are are severe. I mean, you, you listed mm -hmm. them. Uh, I think that the, the thing that the Cowboys are pointing to is that it wasn't good enough. Even with all of those guys healthy and, and there at the end of the year, uh, they still didn't come up. They came up short from what their goals were. So I think the Cowboys are hoping for some growth from the young folks uh, and some you know, addition by subtraction with some of these other folks. Absolutely. I mean, I think the, the a bigger difference, too, with this season versus last season is, you know, last year, obviously, you guys are getting Dak Prescott back from his injury. And while he had a ramp up and he had some camp time and all that stuff, that's that's significant. But I think it's a little bit different when you're coming off of a quote unquote relatively healthy season into a new season versus coming off the injury and having it really back into the mix. So I think to a certain extent that can almost be viewed as like as, as a little bit of an addition and an improvement uh, compared to last year's offseason. Which of these losses, though, Amari Cooper, uh, you know, Randy Gregory, I think are probably the sexiest names. But then, I mean, the Dallas Cowboys offensive line has been a juggernaut for a long time. So Lyle Collins, I don't know how you guys felt about Connor Williams. I saw some mixed uh, thoughts about him kind of entering the offseason. So if there's if there's one or maybe even two, if you want to do a one alpha, one Bravo biggest loss uh, from this offseason, which one would you say, Landon? I'll, I'll start with you. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I think if we're just talking about immediate impact and 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 where it's going to be felt the most, uh, I, I think the Cooper loss was is the most. I mean, I think they have competent replacements at those other spots in the offensive line. It, it, maybe Tyler Smith doesn't come in and, and play as well as Connor Williams. Uh, Tyler Smith to come in and play as well as Connor Williams right away, uh, because and I think that's part of the issue too. Is that I think Cowboys fans in general kind of. Uh, underrated Connor Williams because mm-hmm. because of, there was a lot of penalties and because of a lot of these other things and they, they felt like you know they needed to get rid of him but I think you know a couple games of a rookie left guard may may maybe change their tune there a little bit <laughs> I, I think with with Cooper you know obviously he's an incredibly talented player there may have been some personality stuff there may have been some you know uh, commitment stuff there but losing a talented player like that is difficult so kind of trying to make that up uh, is going to be a multifaceted replacement plan, not just like a simple, oh, this guy will play the Cooper role. It's I think it's going to be a couple different guys trying to take up that extra yardage and that spot in, in the offense. And it's going to be kind of a it takes a village sort of situation to right. kind of make up for the loss of Cooper. Yeah, it's Cooper for me, right? Like when Cooper's healthy and he's ready to go, he's one of the best route runners and best receivers in the NFL. And he allows you to play CeeDee Lamb in the slot and move him around in the backfield or put him wherever you wanted to. And you still had an alpha receiver on the outside. Now, you can make the case, and Landon has made it for a while now, that Amari Cooper really wasn't that player last year because he was dealing with injuries. And uh, he just wasn't quite as durable as the Cowboys were hoping. But now you go from Amari Cooper to a rookie, Jalen Tolbert. You're hoping James Washington can can take over some snaps on the outside. It's a huge loss. And they're certainly going to be putting more on C.D. Lamb's plate. But not having that other guy that you can rely on on a third and six to get seven yards, it's going to hurt. Yeah, absolutely. Now you mentioned Jalen Tobert, one of, one of my favorite uh, players out of the senior bowl, just because of the, the kind of the, the environment that he really entered into flying from Los Angeles straight into senior bowl practice and still mm-hmm. stood out. So obviously a, a member of your class that I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing, but you guys tell me about your Cowboys draft class, your favorite players, players you believe might have a real impact overall, just for the season. Maybe it's a later start in the season, uh, maybe not right away, but 2022 as as the rookies go, who do who stands out in this Cowboys draft class for you guys, Landon? Yeah, I mean, I think you know Tolbert's the name that kind of sticks out simply because of the position that he's he's stepping ste- 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 uh, stepping into. I think with Tyler Smith, you know, we talked about it. Like, I think they wanted to get an offensive lineman. They, we we all kind of circled and put in pencil that he they would get an offensive lineman. Uh, this is a guy that they think can play guard and slide out to tackle. But I, I think the guy that that all eyes will likely be on simply because of the high profile nature of the position is Tolbert and because he's coming in and, and and has such big shoes to fill with with Cooper. And it's not realistic necessarily to think that, you know, he's going to put up Cooper numbers, though Cooper's numbers weren't exactly, you know, uh, a diff- impossible bar to clear from last year. I just think right. that it, it's it's still going to be a situation where Cowboys fans are going to say, okay, Cooper's gone and this guy is our draft pick. So, you know, he's going to be the guy that's going to need to replace all that yardage. So there's going to be a lot of extra pressure, and, and you talk about you know him coming from South Alabama, and, and and despite being a very mature guy and doing things like you mentioned, flying straight from the uh, the the game in the UCLA I mean, uh, at the Rose Bowl to go play in the Senior Bowl, and then not missing a beat, yeah. those things bode well for his uh, his leap, a very difficult leap to the NFL, but it's still a leap, uh, it's still a rookie wide receiver. There's still going to be a lot of pressure on him to perform. Yeah, David. For me, it's Sam Williams, the defensive end that they took in the second round. Uh, this is somebody that Dan Quinn basically handpicked, and he wanted to coach and worked him out at the Ole Miss Pro Day. 
Uh, it seemed pretty clear that if he was available in the second round, that's who the Cowboys were going to take. They need him to play a big role after losing Randy Gregory. They need him mm-hmm. to come in and be able to provide some pass rush. I don't know how much you can expect from a rookie that's kind of changing positions after basically being like a five technique at Ole Miss last year, but they need him to come in and play a lot of snaps. So that'll be an interesting one to follow. Absolutely. Some good names there. Uh, you saw me smile. Another name that I just love from the draft process. So looking forward to seeing all those guys. Uh, our, my listeners aren't going to be surprised at this. I'm a football fan before I'm anything. So I'm a fan of players all over the National Football League, no matter what logo they're wearing. And no matter what logo teams are wearing, they're going to be on the field. And no matter who you're a fan of, you can make money off of what those teams do if you think you know what's going to happen. Week one odds are available right now on Bet Online, And our partners at Bet Online continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports information. So find all your latest odds, news, and sports developments, including this year's basketball playoffs, Major League Baseball scores, fights, and even next season's NFL futures. Maybe you're like me, looking forward to seeing who gets to win the Stanley Cup this year. You can head over there and find information on that as well. Bet Online is your continued source for our sporting, wagering information from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and the action at Bet Online, where the game starts. Back now for segment two of this Locked On podcast crossover special. And it, it again, it really is special because we've got three teams we're talking about here. The <laughs> Dallas Cowboys, the two gentlemen to my right and left, if you're watching this on YouTube, covering those guys. And we thank you for making them your first listen or view every single day. If you're locked, if you're watching or listening to Locked On Commanders podcast or the Locked On Bucks Commanders, I also appreciate you with my co-hosts, Chris and James, respectively, appreciating all of the Locked On podcast audience and family uh, as we talk about uh, some important stuff going on this offseason. Guys, let's flip real quick to uh, the NFC East and the Washington Commanders kind of specifically. We've gone over some general Dallas Cowboys losses, additions, some impact potential, and we'll ca- we'll cover all this stuff again as we get through training camps and into the game weeks and do our specific crossovers for game weeks. But already, guys, uh, D'Angelo Hall, specifically of NFL.com, and, and he might have a little bit of bias in this, but says that the Dallas Cowboys feel like they're most vulnerable to be the division champion from last year to maybe fall down uh, and lose a grip of the NFC East. He said that on NFL.com recently. How close do you really think this race has gotten between the Cowboys and then the second-place Eagles, third-place Commanders, and even the last-place Giants? I mean, do you want me to start landing? <laughs> I, I, I mean, it feels like we do this dance every year. You know, yeah, it's like it that's does. the thing. I'll, 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 I'll hop in because I have a feeling you're going to say the same thing I am. Is that every year it's it's a new champion with the NFC East. So uh, I, I certainly don't come into the season a plan on repeating because that would be very much against the norm for the last I don't know decade plus in the NFC East. So. Uh, I, I honestly, you know, I, I don't think it's that uh, 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 hot of a take to, mm-hmm. to, to suggest that the, the Cowboys won't repeat as NFC East champions because not very many teams have done it. Um, you know, obviously we are biased, so we think that the Cowboys are, are a good team. I, I think it's, I think it would be, you know, crazy to suggest that the, the Eagles haven't had a great offseason and they haven't, uh, uh, you know, closed the gap there. I, I, you know, I think Marcus will probably tell you the same thing though, and this is the same thing I, I think we said last year it's all about the quarterbacks and unless you've improved your quarterback situation, you know, you can improve your team a lot and it'll, it'll make a difference, but the quarterback is where the gaps get made up. So until, uh, if Hertz has made a huge jump, that's one thing. Uh, I don't know that he has. So, uh, I think we'll see exactly what Hertz is going to provide. And, and, and I think, you know, same thing uh, with, with Washington, New York, is Daniel Jones improved? How what's Carson Wentz going to look like? Uh, so, like these are all things that are all going to play into the, the NFC East race, 
way heavier, I think, than than you know some of the things that we 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 kind of focus on with the draft and, and some of these other ancillary uh, positions that get drafted and added to. All right, David. So we uh, we did a show a couple of days ago talking about what all the NFC East teams did this offseason. When we got to Washington, we both kind of just put our hands up in the air. We said, <laughs> what's the reasoning behind the Carson Wentz trade? Why give up that many assets and invest into a quarterback that you know is going to only put you in limbo at best? Like, Please explain what Washington might have been thinking here. Yeah, I mean, you know, with, with Carson Wentz, I kind of look at it as it's 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 almost like revolving credit, right? Like it's it's there's a line there, there's an extent you can max that out if you really need to, but you can also cut it short, you can cut it up, throw it away, and get rid of it, and, and your life isn't really going to be hindered all too much. With you know, with with trading draft capital, that's always you know what people hate to see, especially when you're talking about a team that looks like it's building something, not on the cusp of something. You know, you look at the Rams. Trading picks for players that are going to help you get to the Super Bowl. Now the Commanders don't look like a team that are in that position, but like like you guys just mentioned, like specifically landed the quarterback position. I mean that's that's still the most important position uh, on the roster. And I even go back to teams like the Baltimore Ravens who won Super Bowl. Joe Flacco. Joe Flacco wasn't the hero, right? He wasn't the ribeye steak on the plate for the Baltimore Ravens, but he didn't ruin it either. And and that was very very important. And what the Washington Commanders suffered through last year, you guys saw it in a couple of games. Um, is they had a quarterback that quite honestly would do some good things, but at times would also shoot the team in the foot. And that's, that's a problem. And, you know, Tom Brady throws bad passes every now and then. So nobody is immune to it completely, but it's, it's gotta be the rarity and the, whoa, I'm surprised that that just happened versus, oh, it happened again, you know, not totally surprised. So when you're looking for an upgraded quarterback, I think they got an upgrading quarterback, how much of an upgrade uh, I think is going to be very important, but Washington can get out of it after this year if they really want to. Or if they're kind of in a middle ground, he's not going to get paid like a whole lot of money. they're wasting time, though, David. Like, it just feels like, yeah, okay. to a certain extent. But when you miss on Russell Wilson, when you miss on Matt Stafford, they went after Matt Stafford last year. They went after Russell Wilson this year. I don't know if they were ever going to get into the Deshaun Watson conversation because of what's going on uh, around the team or if Deshaun even would have wanted to come uh, to this team. And then I, I don't hold like Matt Ryan. You know, I don't I don't want to I don't I kind of stop short of like predict, you know, faulting them for not predicting that Matt Ryan and Baker Mayfield. Uh, we're also going to potentially become available because I don't think that's really fair. Um, I think obviously Carson not the the top option, but when you look at the NFL draft like we just went through, I think he's the only option that really improves the quarterback situation in 2022. And it's a little short sighted, I agree. Uh, but you know, it, it's one of those gambles that you make in the NFL. Ron's known as a gambler, and if he if he hits, you know what I mean. If if he if he hits 18 or 19, he might win the hand. If he if he craps out to, to flip games a little bit, sorry, casino guys, um, you know, then then obviously it's going to impact the team negatively. But I don't blame them for the risk, even if uh, I'm like that's ah, a little bit it's a little bit too many chips to push on the table for that for that risk. I feel like to use your use your blackjack analogy though that 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 when they got Carson Wentz, it's like they're perpetually drawing seventeen, right? Like what the what do I do? Like it's yeah. it's not, neither here nor there at times. So. Uh, yeah, I think that the my, my only issue is that I had I've had a lot of respect for what 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 Washington has done to the team team building wise last two seasons. I felt like especially they've had a, a purpose. I think the thing that Marcus and I both commented on with the win situation is that it just doesn't fit. Like it doesn't yeah. fit with the rest of the moves that it feels like that are being moved uh, that are being done. And and I think that ultimately what it is is that we talked about it. You got to have a quarterback in this league, mm-hmm. and 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 teams that will make very smart decisions all over the rest of the roster when it comes to quarterback if you don't have one even the best gms in football become desperate and they have to find out they have to do something and and i understand the idea of doing something 
uh, it just feels like, yeah, yeah it just feels yeah. like there's like it's it's it doesn't it's not in congruent with with, with the rest of what the team building process yeah. is with Washington. Because you're right, it's been very intelligent, really, for the most part. And I mean, and again, you know, I always go back. They went after Russell Wilson, which obviously they would have been praised that they could have gotten him. It's just Russell didn't want to go. To Washington, he says he didn't want to really leave you know the West Coast as much as possible. Who yeah. you know, some people believe it, some people don't. Uh, it is what it is. Um, I just think the team came into it again, knowing that basically Taylor wasn't it, and they had to come in. And if if somehow Taylor Heineke was starting quarterback for the Washington Commanders in 2022, he was going to have to take it from somebody who came in with a very clear uh, advantage, and that's what Wentz has. Whether whether it works out or not, that's you know again that's going to be the question. Yeah. But I, I do like the rest of the moves. Uh, as as confusing as that move was, and and we'll basically continue to be until we really get to see uh, him on the field. I'm looking forward to OTAs. Can't tell a whole lot from OTAs, but I can at least see him throw a ball to some of the receivers we're going to see him throw to in 2022. So I'm looking forward uh, to getting to see that a little bit here next week. But for for the time being, the other moves they're making are setting up this team to where if the Carson Wentz you know gamble doesn't work out and they have to wipe the egg off their face and move forward, they're at least going to have a better nucleus around them. Uh, to install that quarterback into, which I think is what will ultimately set them up for success potentially in the NFC East in the future. But getting back to 2022, guys, and and Lando, I'll start with you. Um, Way too early. I don't know if you guys made a record prediction. We made a record prediction on Locked On Commanders, but you have a way too early divisional standings in a division that, like you guys said, really you can't pinpoint exactly where. I'll I'll actually go first real quick, Landon, just to take a little bit of the pressure off. I've actually got the Eagles number one, mm. and then for right now I've got the Cowboys just because Washington, look, until you prove you can beat the Eagles and the, and the Cowboys, I'm not just going to give you that benefit of the doubt. So i got Washington third, uh, and Danny Dimes ain't it either, so i got the Giants dead last. Yeah, I'm still I'm still picking the Cowboys. I mean, I I, I think Jalen Hurts is, is Jalen Hurts. I think he definitely will be better than he was last year, but there are some aspects of his game that I don't know that are going to improve um, yeah. and that they're just kind of who he is, and that, that's not – terrible it's just he's i would call him the definition of an average nfl quarterback uh so i'm picking the cowboys and i'm picking the eagles right behind them uh i'm picking washington third for sure i mean i i like i said the carson Wentz thing is what it is i i but i really like a lot of what uh, washington has done and i think all of us were shocked i mean i very much remember having the crossover nfc east conversation uh, you know, a little bit, a little bit further along, but this time last year, no. uh, about the, how how scary that Washington defense was, and mm-hmm. when when we came out in the early parts of the season, it just didn't look no. like what we expected. I don't I don't anticipate that for lasting for very long. I think this defense will figure it out. There's just too much talent there, yeah. so I, I think that they will come out and and they will surprise some teams in a couple games. They're going to steal a couple games. They're going to be a tough out. They may not have a great mm-hmm. record. They may have a, a kind of a, a close to 500 record. But I think that they will be a, a very difficult team to beat week to week, um, uh, certainly more than they were last year. Uh, and then New York, I think, you know, much like Washington, I, I feel like I'm liking the direction that New York is. I'm finally liking the yeah. direction that New York is going in. I, I, it makes some sense. They mm. have some plan there. They're still a ways away. They still have right. the same players that they had last year. So I uh, anticipate them kind of bringing up the rear end in the fourth place, probably pretty badly, but with a with a trajectory that it's at least – on track now that Gettleman's out of the way. Yeah. And I'll go backwards. I, I've got the Giants at four. I think Washington's pretty comfortably at three. I think seven to nine wins feels about right for Washington this year. Probably going to mm-hmm. be in a bunch of close games. And then it comes down to Dallas and Philadelphia. I think Philadelphia has a higher floor just because that roster is so deep and they're so talented everywhere. 
but the Cowboys got the better quarterback and that's ultimately what matters in a lot of these divisional games. So I'll pick the Cowboys to go, let's say 10 and seven. Uh, we'll have the Eagles finishing nine and eight, maybe even 10 and seven, but the Cowboys having the tiebreaker Washington seven ish wins. And then the, the giants pulling up the rear. Yeah. Going somewhere down there. Absolutely. Guys. All right, let's pause so we can tell you guys about Built Bar. They've got a fantastic new product out right now, uh, brownie batter puffs. They're absolutely amazing. Only 140 calories, 17 grams of protein, uh, and only 7 grams of sugar. Uh, brownie batter puffs are the absolute perfect pickup, whether you're at the golf course, you're on vacation, on a walk. Uh, that birthday cake batter, two of my favorites right now. Please go check them out. Go to Built.com. Use promo code LOCK15 to get 15% off your next order. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com and try out the new Brownie Batter Puffs. All right, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Dallas Cowboys face off in week one of the 2022 NFL season, just like they did, guys, in week one of the 2021 NFL season. Now, this game's a little bit different, but let's hit those draft picks real quick. We kind of talked about the overall season, right? How, how impactful can these rookies be? Let's talk about week one. Are, are there any rookies in this draft class that you think that as it comes to hosting the Tampa Bay Buccaneers could be uh, a surprise player? And, and just full disclosure, you guys have zero advantage in this because you've seen them do nothing outside of shorts and T-shirts so far. So not to put you on the spot, but I'm going to put you on the spot. What, what, what rookie might actually impact this game in week one? I mean, <laughs> the Cowboys are hoping that Tyler Smith probably doesn't impact this game, right? He's going to be blocking Vita Vea up front, which is going to be – Terrifying for a first-year guard, you know, basically playing a new position. But, yeah, I think you're going to see Tyler Smith start at left guard. I think you'll see Jalen Tolbert be one of their three starting receivers. And then I fully expect Sam Williams and Jake Ferguson to, to play a lot of snaps. So the Cowboys are going to be relying a lot on rookies. Plus, I think we're going to have a rookie kicker, an undrafted free agent rookie kicker uh, making his debut as well. So a lot of rookies going to be on the field for Dallas. Yeah, I, I concur with what he said. I think Tyler Smith is. We're just hoping that Tyler Smith will be a better road bump uh, than for than Connor Williams for Vita Vea. Uh, maybe just a little bit more stout. Maybe maybe just a little bit more of a raise of the of the suspension when he runs over mm -hmm. uh, Tyler Smith. So uh, yeah, I, I think that's all you can hope for when you're starting a rookie guard inside. And, you know, I think the people that we just mentioned, Tolbert, Ferguson, Williams, those are the guys that uh, are kind of all in the range to see some significant playing time. And then, like Marcus mentioned, uh, it, it wouldn't be this game without uh, – it wouldn't be a Cowboys game at this point without having to mention the kicker. Uh, and, and we'll see exactly what what a, a, a rookie kick, uh, drafted free agent can do uh, to, to kind of help maybe seal a, a late kick and win the game. Yeah, Bucks fans feel that kicker pain. Trust me, guys. They, they've been <laughs> through that as well. Uh, now, last time these two teams saw each other, 31-29 was the finish in primetime in Tampa, again, to start the 2021 NFL season. Uh, a closer game than, than a lot of people in Tampa expected, to be honest with you. Uh, it's week one again. It's primetime again, but it's in Jerry's world. So let's compare the feel of kind of finding out that this is going to be Dallas's first appointment or opponent this season versus last season and, and we kind of talked about the Dak Prescott coming into the season healthy versus injured is that having an impact or how is, is there a different field this year versus last year or is it ultimately kind of the, just the same go get Brady and, and and defeat him type of uh atmosphere it feels like internally like inside Cowboys world that it's uh it's it's the same I mean I think like last year we talked about 
you know, I think nationally folks were talking about Dak. You know, they're talking mm-hmm. about the shoulder. They're talking about the ankle. They're talking about, is he healthy? You know, I think for Cowboys fans at that point, we have kind of been living and breathing it through training camp. We had an idea of where he was. I don't know that many of us were terribly worried about where things were, but that was kind of the conversation. I feel like this year, the the kind of outside the the Dallas sphere and inside the Dallas sphere is kind of lined up. It's it's the revenge game or it's the rematch game. Uh, it, everyone like enjoyed the game. I think even Cowboys fans that were obviously were disappointed that we we lost were thrilled that you know we kind of proved ourselves against what what mm-hmm. we thought was one of the what is one of the most talented teams in the NFC and 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 kind of you know proclaimed ourselves as in the mix for 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 being a team last year. Right. I think this is a sim- similar situation. There's a it's a rematch. The Cowboys proved that they can play with these guys. Uh, and I think they're looking to kind of use this again as a measuring stick, but kind of just in a diff- different way than they were uh, at this point last year. Yeah, I, I don't really have anything else to add. For it's between good teams. I mean, listen, last year I think a lot of Cowboy fans overreacted to that. Hey, the defense is going to be absolutely awful. Look at Brady tore right through him. And the Cowboys <laughs> ended up having a pretty good defense. It's just yeah. week one games have never been more meaningless. Like in the history of the NFL, yeah. they, they yeah. really haven't. So if the Cowboys get crushed in this game, it's okay. It doesn't mean the season's over. If they beat Tampa Bay, it doesn't mean they're winning the Super Bowl <laughs> either. So just whatever happens, don't go get you up too down for a pretty meaningless week one game. Yeah, absolutely. I kind of uh, I was compared to I'm an Ohio State fan, so I was compared to you know the Buckeyes. They always lose like a, a an early or a late September, early October game against a ranked opponent, and then everybody gets up in arms when they're in the Final Four conversation at the end of the season because you know they lost the game. It's it's early seasons. That's when I mean, if you're going to stumble and learn some hard lessons, that's when you want to do it. Uh, is week one through four, not you know week sixteen through eighteen. Uh, now Dallas's defense, you mentioned it. Their rush defense, not the greatest last year, not the worst either, but not the greatest. New Buccaneers head coach Todd Bowles has said that he does plan on his offense running the ball more last year uh, or this year than they did last year. Leonard Fournette is back, but Ronald Jones, the backup, is now in Kansas City. So third-round pick Rashad White out of Arizona State uh, has you know hopefully some promise that we haven't seen yet, but we're hoping to see Keyshawn Vaughn you know a couple years into his career, Giovanni Bernard, the veteran. What do you expect the, the Cowboys to do from either a schematic standpoint, Dan Quinn, or, or what have you seen in the roster formation to try to help secure – uh, that run game or run defense, knowing that teams like the Buccaneers are going to look to run against them a little bit more. I mean, I think the Cowboys <laughs> are going to be thrilled if they decide to run the ball on them, right? Because every time that Brady's handing off the ball to Leonard Fournette or or White or Keyshawn Vaughn, it means he's not throwing it against them, right? <laughs> so you're probably going to see a lot of light boxes and you're going to see on second and eight them daring to run the ball. Uh, and you're going to see five, six-man boxes. So I, I don't think the Cowboys are going to load up to try to stop the, the run. I, I really don't anticipate that at all. And we'll just see how long Brady and Byron Leftwich can stay patient and just keep you know, churning those four- or five-yard runs. I think that this this the Cowboys' defense is going to be – if there's one area where this Cowboys team, I think, got better last – I mean, obviously better than they were last year, it's stopping the run. I mean, I think if you just look at the personnel that were on the field – at this time last year, I mean, one name that we have not mentioned from this draft class, and I'm, I'm kind of surprised that Marcus didn't mention right there, was John Ridgway, is who's become a very big Cowboys favorite just from some of the interviews he's given since he's been here. But I think as far as just a big, strong body that is uh, hopefully won't be moved as much, the fact that the Cowboys added another one of those, they already had Quentin Bohana from last year who will come back with another year under his belt. 
Uh, Demarcus Lawrence will obviously be back. Fowler, I think, is going to be a little bit of a better, better run player than maybe Randy Gregory was. And I think some of these other people that are mixing in, including Golston, uh, you know, will give you better snaps. I think there's going to be improvement in, in the defensive tackle area with Gallimore, Oso Digizua, and, and even maybe Tristan Hill. So I do think, and, and, and again, Parsons having a whole season under his belt. They're yeah. bringing back Leighton Van Der Esch. You know, hopefully, maybe we'll have Jabril Cox. I don't know. We'll see at that point. I actually th- feel like uh, you know we, we aren't so sure about the pass rush. We aren't so sure about coverage, though we do know the coverage is similar to what it was last year. But the run defense, I think, specifically for the Cowboys, I think has taken a step forward kind of just based on the names we see on paper. Uh, mm-hmm. So we'll see how that plays out and how the, you know, the, 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 <laughs> the immovable object versus the uh, unstoppable force works uh, with week one in the Cowboys run defense versus the Bucks run game. All right, that is it for us today. We want to thank David Harrison from Locked On Commanders and Locked On Bucks for joining us. Check him out on Twitter at dharrison82. That's right, David, right? Yep. Yeah, uh, check him out. does fantastic work. Uh, we're still only a couple months away from Cowboys Bucks, but I'm sure we'll be talking again before uh, before that game kicks off. You can check out Landon on Twitter at McCoolBCB. I am at Marcus Mosier. Check out Lock On Cowboys on YouTube, check out check out Lock on uh, Washington or Locked on Commanders and Locked on Bucks wherever you get your podcast and on YouTube. And we'll see you guys next time.